0: Everybody, welcome back. This is episode five of the Trap Draw. I am Big Randy, joined as always by uh, Tron Carter. Tron, Hi, how buddy. are you
1: today? I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, vibing on Christmas evening here.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, our, our Lord's birthday. Happy birthday, Jesus. Um, we have a special guest tonight. We're joined by the merch
2: czar, Neil Schuster. Neely, how are you? Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. I'm doing well, uh happy to be here. Appreciate the invite. Merry Christmas.
0: Yeah, uh, Mikasa Sukasa, Neil. You're welcome around here anytime.
2: Absolutely. You know, we've had a, a big, big month of December on the merch front. Um, uh, you know, if you haven't gotten a pullover yet, com. Check us out. We're a small shop. So had to get that plug in there. Um yeah, we're ready, ready, ready to to vibe out with uh, Big Randy and Tron Carter, though.
0: Well, good man. Um, well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna put you on the spot first. The reason we have you on is you recently spent some time in Las Vegas with the Armor Boys. Tommy Armor, the, yeah, Tommy Armor the third and Tommy Armor the fourth. Um, yes. I, I think. I think we need to know about that.
2: Yeah. So uh, T four, TA four. Good friend of mine um, and just, just you know, salt of the earth, just a good soul. Uh, so we decided to make a trip over to see his pops, who is Tommy the III, uh, Mr. 254, which is in fact his vanity plate on his Mercedes AMG. On his sled. Uh, basically looks like a spaceship. It's the SUV. It's like the GML63. I don't know. The thing... Moves though it, it sounds like it's gonna blow up when he when he slows down because it has <laughs> to like basically check itself. But it's parked at his condo complex, the Metropolis, which is across the street from the Wind in the Wind Golf Course. And he calls his condo, or maybe T four and I do, but it, it is the Chateau Relaxo. Uh, <laughs> and you walk in, and it's floor to ceiling windows, and there's you know uh, dehumidifiers or. You know, air purifiers, incense, dragon heads, skulls, artwork of Tupac and Naked <laughs> Women and mirrors and uh, lighting. So he has the Philips Hue lights. Um, <laughs> we, we and they're all, the over, they're all over the walls. It's, I mean, the place is constantly dark with like colorful lighting and there's always ambient jams going on. Like was he loves TJ right out, uh, right out front. No, that was probably farther down the strip. So he lives like right by the wind. And I think that happened down towards the Mirage or probably the MGM. Cause it was out. It's after a fight. Randy uh, anyway. and Nora, I have ever been
1: to Vegas. So we have yeah. never
0: been to Vegas. I know. Bob nothing May, about
1: it. Bob May we're, we're coming out to visit at some point though.
0: Yes.
2: I think the quote of the weekend to sum it up was T three walked out of his uh, closet out into the foyer and um, his closet's all black and all white. Right. And he walks out in the three piece with a black vest on and his black shirt buttoned all the way to the top and his black coat and then a black trench coat on top of that with his glasses on. And he said, is there anything fucking better than getting dressed up and going out on the town? and i looked at tommy t4 and i said i you know i i can't think of anything you know i i am i'm just i'm just happy to be here uh and so then we proceeded to go out with uh the three of us montana who was our um a young lady that was joining us that evening uh okay. she um she was just a charming young lady uh and we went to the restaurant at the Wynn and then we went to XS, which is the nightclub in the Win, where T3 knows the owner. So we had the table down by the DJ booth. Alessa was playing. He's playing club pumpers. And just, I mean, it was, it real was, wild. I mean, bangers, man. Bangers. The place was <laughs> lit. It was lit. And, XS you know, it sounds like a real wholesome place. Guys, if, you know, I'm not a big clubber and, uh, If you're going to go there, you really do have to, you know, got to get the table and the the bottle service. And T3, that was not his first rodeo. We were drinking Casamigos all night, only tequila, only Casamigos, you know, Clooney and Mike Did you drink on the rocks or what? Uh, Yeah, we threw a little soda in there with limes. And they got like two or three bodyguards hanging out by the, you know, the table. I mean, it was like total, like, I'd never really experienced this type of. situation before uh but t3 was right at home he was basically an island of tranquility in a club full of retards i mean it was ridiculous like all these people just pumping their fist you know rolling on molly blah, and then they would they like douse the crowd in like literally cold air because all these people are like <laughs> freaking out in the pit which is like right in front of us but very very much not it's like segmented by a rope <laughs> and T3 is just, like, sitting there, like, watching these plebeians. And at one point, so we had some girls in the booth. and uh, is he standing or guy, sitting? He was standing, he was sitting. You know, he's kind of vibing. And we were talking. And some, some guy comes up and starts talking to one of the girls that's sitting at our table. And he was getting a little too cozy. He was getting a little too comfy. So T3 looks at one of the bodyguards and just gives him kind of a little, you know, <laughs> scatter the roaches The affirmative nod. Yeah, basically, this guy had this guy out of there. I mean, it was a complete ejection. It was it was literally at home plate, call him out, you out of here, pull the string, baby, boom. And this guy was out, and I looked at T3, and I was like, wow, that's tremendous. And he's like, he just got this wry smile across his face. He said, you think this is the first time I've been out? Not long. He just started whispering. I mean, the guy's an animal. He's an animal. So... Uh, we had a great night. He ended up staying out with us a lot longer than I thought he would. Um, he's a he's a young he's a young soul. Let's put it that he, way.
1: He's a young fifty six or whatever. He is.
2: He is. So
0: so the the crew is, is it the three of you in Montana, or is there more to the so, crew?
2: Yeah, we went to dinner. It's the three of us. So it's T four, T three, myself, and then Darren. And Darren is kind of you know he's part of the posse. Darren Darren's the man. He's Lives in LA. He's a lawyer. Uh, hangs out with T3. Makes it in, um, you know, a few weekends out of the month. I think, couple. I don't know. You know, he's just uh, good guy to have around. And then a couple guy, one guy that worked for uh, Discovery Lanco, um, and they're working on that Summit property, which Discover sponsors uh, T3. And Are they, they have the Baker's this,
1: Bay,
2: guys. Exactly. Yeah. so Mike Melman and the boys, um, and they do the properties like Yellowstone Club, Baker's Bay, and they're building a really nice property summit in Vegas. And so he came out to dinner with us. He was at the club. and then um, that was that was pretty much the crew. And then, you know, a couple of my buddies from UNC joined us um, okay. on the way in. So we had a nice we had a nice uh, group, good guys, a lot of good vibes. So
0: Friday, free. Friday, you hit the club. What do you do Saturday? What does is, what is TA3 like to do on, an, on a nice normal Saturday? No, so
2: we Saturday? hit the club Saturday night. We kind of – so. but here okay. – so Actually, Friday night, I, I didn't see – I saw him briefly when I dropped my bags off at the Chateau Relaxo. Uh, but he went off to the Mirage, to the mansions, and I went to meet my buddies. Next day, I didn't get much sleep. T and I wake up and we see – literally standing above me is – t3 in his in his monogrammed robe just like you guys want to go get smoothies and i was like yeah i'd love to go get a smoothie so we basically just rolled around vegas in his spaceship uh listening to ambient club jams running it is basically how, how i would explain
0: okay so what else are we missing what else is he about what, what other okay, so, intel
2: so we went to best buy we got the radar detector we're good we got the drone so we leave there and then we go straight to the spa and the spa we went to was kind of a local joint off the strip, um, and we went and we laid in the hot rocks. So the hot rocks, we basically just went and took a nap in some hot ro- like hot stones. And um, and, and, is this and like what
0: people do in Vegas, pretty much or is everything this like- we do.
2: So pretty much everything we do with the Armor Boys, there's ambient club jams <laughs> or some type of jams playing. With T4, it's not always ambient club jams, but there's always music. With T3, he's got Sonos in every room. And there's, you know, in the car, it doesn't matter. So we're in the hot rocks room and he's, you know, he's playing ambient club jams and there's like other people in there. He's like playing ambient club jams. But then we went and sat in the cold room for a little while. Then we did some stretching in like the warm room. Um, And then we got out of there. So we were there for about probably an hour. And then right after that, we went back to the chateau. And then we left the chateau and we went to get foot and back massages. at this place around the corner. And we, we literally walked in. And walked out like no money exchanged hands. I I think he has the massage place on like retainer because they we walked in they were wait, like wait, so me, why so why did, did you go
1: to it? another spa first like, why did you <laughs>
2: just you went to it's two like, spas well the spa the well the spa was for like the hot rocks and kind of just. You know, the super apathetic stone I guess massage. thinking back on it, it was the spa was – we were just going to go to the spa. But then once we did the spa, we were all like, man, you know what would be great is if we got massages. And so he was like, yeah, let's go get massages. So then we went to the local – like the place around the corner to get massages.
0: Like uh, his place. Yeah,
2: his spot. Like, and, and they took great care of us. Obviously, we threw on Miguel Miggs, You know, got the, got the grooves pumping, turned the lights <laughs> out for us. Uh, and actually, one of the caddies from Shadow Creek joined us. Uh, his guy, yeah. yeah, out at Shadow Creek. Uh, I bet that guy knows where the bodies are buried. Yeah, he met up with us because he was dropping off some clubs at the chateau. Um or some shafts, I think. And then and then T3 was like, Yeah man, come come get some food with us, come to the massage joint. So so we went there and then we were gonna get tacos but the line was too long. We don't we don't wait in lines. And so we went to the, the um the gyro place next door. We got some some lamb I call them gyros heroes, whatever. I'll probably get credit. I don't know, tomato tomato. You're anyway, gonna get lit up on Twitter. I'm gonna like get that. ejected. Neil, this is a safe space. Uh, but we, yeah. Then we ate, and then after that, then we got ready to go out for the evening. And Montana came over, and the the, the Saturday night festivities began. Okay. Can All you tell right. me a little bit more
1: about Montana? <laughs> uh,
2: Montana's from Tulsa. She used to be a dental hygienist. Uh, she moved to Las Vegas a couple years ago, and uh, she was a sweetheart. <laughs>
1: We'll leave that
2: there. <laughs> the guy, I'll tell you this: T three knows how to live life. Like he just has a, he's, you know, he does what he wants when he wants to do it, and it's it's a, uh, um, it's pretty cool. What uh, what does he do to like keep in shape? Um, uh, so he had several contraptions in the chateau relaxo. Um, you know, for he had a massage table upstairs, so I think he pretty much gets a massage every day, and then. <laughs> He had a lot of like resistance bands. I think it's a lot of stretching. Like when we were yeah. at the spa, it was like, he was doing some good stretch routines. Um, he's pretty healthy though. Like no, no big injuries. No, it seems like really like the way he eats and. Um, Cause he's like been hitting it pretty t- hard for a long time. Right. Yeah. But it's, I, I, I would say that when it's like, that's, he picks his spots. Do you know what I mean? Which is yeah. what I respect. It's like, Okay, we're going to go out tonight, then we're going to go out, but like we're not just going to leisurely drink the rest of the week either. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. otherwise we're drinking smart water. It's not sloppy, all day long. yeah. Like we're not having cold beers on Sunday watching the, the Cowboys. Like we yeah. were drinking like straight water, you know, all day Sunday. You're drinking nano bubbles. Yeah, we weren't we didn't go and have a a nice brunch on Sunday, right? It was like back to business. So uh which yeah. I think, you know, like that's that's kind of how you got to do it. You got to pick your spots.
1: Um, okay. All right, so Champions Tour. Was he upset that he didn't? I think I think he finished just outside the money in the Chub or the Schwab Cup.
0: <laughs> the Chub Cup. The,
1: there's a Chub <laughs> Classic in Naples. It's like the third event <laughs> of the year. So. That's why. That's why. I, we that's didn't why talk a Chub. ton of golf,
2: um, but yeah, I think if he if he asked him, he'd say, "Yeah, I wish I played better."
1: Yeah, he but, was kind of vibing and then he and then like the last three or four tournaments of the year he just
2: But he's been lost the longevity manner, man. of his career, it's kind of similar. Like he he just makes he makes a ton of cups. He's at the top of you know, like top twenty-five. So he's a gnarly ball striker, right? Just an absolute savage with the mid irons. Like watching him at the Toshiba in down in Newport Beach. He was just throwing darts in there and he you know, he just couldn't get the putter going. Which is as of you know, you follow somebody for 18 holes two days in a row and you just live and die on the 10 footers. And yeah. one day, the first day, he shot 69 and they were all the, you know, he probably missed five or six, 10, 15 footers and they were all for Birdie. And then the second day, Saturday, he was, um, it was his birthday and he missed, you know, pretty much every putt for par. And he, you know, I think he shot like 76, 77. So, but like the iron game was consistent. It was his tee balls were a little off on Saturday, which put him in some tough spots. But you know, he just got to get, get like you know, you can see from the Texas Open when he gets the putter going, the game's over. Yeah. Uh, but he just he has a really compact swing, from what I've seen. He's violent through the impact zone. presses and it's out. really it's really consistent. It's just really consistent with the irons.
1: Randy, that was your takeaway too, right? Was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so I followed him for a couple of days at the Senior Open back in, um, oh shoot, August maybe. And I think first thing was he's bigger than you think, right? He's he's a big guy. He's, he's pretty put together. That's broad exactly shoulder. right.
2: Bill. He's like six foot. Um, he's he's
0: a, he's a frame. Yeah, yeah. He's he's and yeah, he, he hits the ball, um, but struggle with the putter. He was doing the aim point putting. Uh, the days I followed him, I don't know if Neil took the fit. Toshiba if he was doing that, but he just struggled. Yeah, it was, you know, just couldn't get anything going with the putter. Didn't look comfortable. Never really looked decisive because he was, you know, always trying to calculate and it just was such a process. Uh, played very deliberately, pissed off his playing partners, I think, with his pace. Um, but he's just, he's, who, who, he's who just was he
1: playing with,
0: he was playing with, um, uh mike small the illinois golf coach and um oh shoot grant weight the australian and like friday afternoon i caught up with them and they mike small was pissed coming off of uh i think it was like their 15th or 16th hole i think they were on the front nine if my memory serves and he muttered something to the to the marshal. he was he was hot but you know T three just he, he's he's not gonna rush for anybody you know he, he just doesn't exactly he doesn't right, care, um, and so I I, I appreciated that. <laughs> but but the big thing you didn't run into his caddy out there did you? Yeah, Does Brack. He live
2: in Vegas? Uh, no, so Brack is he lives in Alabama, and okay. Brack wears all black. And did you talk Casamigos to him about it? Here, too. Okay, uh, the please, guy's got like the harshest goatee I think I've uh, ever seen. One of the harshest goatees in the game for sure. Uh and he wears they both wear aviators on the course. Yeah, whole <laughs> business. Yeah. And Brack, you know, basically, like same thing you saw, Phil, he has to follow T three around the greens because he still wears the metal spikes. And the like old school spikes. Like, the exactly. Old school spikes, it would fail exactly. you. Like if somebody like, if like the Foot joint Classics with Yeah, and so he 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 walks around and like like a kind of duck waddles behind T three like after he puts the flag in and like his depths. <laughs> And he's, like, patting down the spike marks because, like, he gets complaints from the playing partners, like, or the yeah. groups behind him about the, the spike marks.
0: And it's like, I can't see him caring,
2: but you know, no, poor he Brack. That's why you continue yeah. to wear the spikes. Right, right. Click-clack, baby. So, Neil, yeah. who are his boys on tour? So, Olin Brown is the man, number one. Uh, and that's who his brother caddies for, Sandy. And Sandy used to caddy for, for T3. Uh, and then I think they split up, like, two or three years ago. Um, but, you know, obviously they're, they're pretty much at the same tour stops every week. And then, um, who else? So, Carlos Franco is the man. Doesn't speak a whole lot of English. And then Franco's son caddies for him, and he was also a legend. Uh, he was wearing, like, it was, like, super hot in Newport Beach, and his son was wearing, like, the, uh, like, Under Armour arm sleeves, like, with a, like, collared shirt with the collar pop, but with a vest. Like a like a Patagonia or like a North Face vest over. It was like a really strange outfit where he was like <laughs> trying not to get burned by the sun, but also like, are you overheating in the vest? Like, what's the? I don't understand the vest piece. Um, so that was that was pretty cool to see. I enjoyed that. And then Vandeveld is great. Um, who you guys know? If you guys had him on the pod. Uh, yeah, Van is great. Vandeveld carries like like a one strap, like a, a leather, a brown leather. Bag from like the nineteen forties. It's crazy. Like
1: Vandebilt fucks <laughs> man. It's
2: like he just—he like literally walked out of his house and he's playing like—he's walking eighteen alone. Like the guy does not care. He was wearing like linen pants. It was great. I was—I was really so digging. French. I love vibe. Uh, Monty loves Monty. Um, How could you not love Monty? And Sandy, actually, Sandy, his brother, told me in Newport uh, that Monty's favorite thing to do. Uh, (laughs) his drive around like between tournaments he likes to drive his 750 like bmw sedan from tournament to tournament and visit u.s national parks (laughs) and that is monty's jam like he just he hates (laughs) flying so he likes to drive the united states and like go to the grand canyon and like he's like trying to go to all the national parks
1: can you so, imagine Monty just standing on the rim of the Grand Canyon? Yeah. I bet he's got <laughs> facts on facts. I bet he's got all,
2: all the guidebooks. You know, he knows all the stats. You guys, if you can score for a podcast, you gotta ask him about the national play. So, podcast. so oh. all the
1: guys down in all the guys down in at uh like all the PGA tour media guys were like, dude, Monty is the most generous dude with his time as far as the media. Like you would never think it, but like he always fulfills all of his obligations and everything. I was completely shocked. But they were all just effusive in their praise of him.
2: So I got a good, a good little story. So I was leaving the Toshiba on Sunday, and Monty had played poorly. I think he shot 73, maybe 72. I think he shot one over on Sunday. And I'd followed him for like the last four holes, and he was just absolutely miffed. About. He's so but, demonstrative, isn't he? Yeah, like he's just, he just disgusted. Was so, he was upset. Like he birdied the par 5 15th and then he, um, you know, just ruined his round on sixteen. He, <laughs> you know, he was just like, and he missed a short birdie on seventeen. So like, he just finished up like, you know, it was garbage. Like, just take it all away. <laughs> and so I went back out to follow. I think I went to go see Daly, um, and then like a couple other groups. And then I, like, an hour later, I'm leaving the parking lot, and I was in my friend's car, and he had a convertible. And so we're driving out of the parking lot and who's walking down the sidewalk like, (laughs) like not to the players, like he's like like, walking out of the entrance of Newport Beach Country Club and it's Monty and he's like dressed, he's got a blazer on, he looks really nice. (laughs) We're going slow enough where I like, it caught me off guard. I was like, holy shit, that's Monty. And so I was like, I was like, hey, Colin, like great round. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I was like it was one of those times when you say why something. why would you, you say "great oh, around like, to him man exactly why did I say that that's what I immediately <laughs> said in my head and he just looked at me and was like I, what is, what like <laughs> basically like go fuck yourself like i did he all- just
0: like stopped dead in his tracks really, like-
2: basically we kept rolling like we were moving in the car so it was one of those times where you just like ah you're like man i wish i could really rewind and go back and say something that made sense because i i had watched him play i know he didn't play well and i said nice round and why and you know he that? saw you out there too yeah and i was i was like fuck man that was so dumb and sure enough he just was like literally looked at me like what what has he said? What is? Who is this bloke? You know, like, like, Have they just
0: let him on? Yeah. yeah, he
2: was like totally blown away at how poor of a comment that was. And I so, felt like I let him down. I let him down day? and we left the parking lot and I was disappointed in myself.
1: Was that the same day that is TA3's birthday?
2: Yeah. Well, no, TA3's birthday was the day before. <laughs> <laughs> and so T4 oh, and I man, and man. another friend of ours – Jim Miller decided that morning that we were going to get T three a birthday cake for his for his birthday. We're going <laughs> to get him German chocolate, which is his favorite. So we go to Suzy Cakes, and we get a nice cake, and we have him put on the cake. Go low T three, and we're going <laughs> to give it to him on the first tee. That's the plan. Like we're ready to go. So we come in hot to the tourney. We got the cake with us. This is on Saturday. Um, Saturday? This on Saturday, and he was in contention. He was like, he was like in third. He was like the third group off on Saturday. So he was like, you know, he, he had played well the day before. So we get to the first tee and T4 was like, dude, I don't think we should mess with his vibe. Like, we kind of missed our opportunity when he was walking from the putting green. We just kind of panicked and didn't do it. Like, you know, we you know, we just we pussied out. Period. So uh so I go and put the, the cake in the media room. We're like, hey man. We'll just do it at the end of the round. It's all good. He's come, you know, It's all good. So sure enough, he goes out and shoots a 41 on the front. Right? Just completely ejects. He goes bogey, bogey, double off the first three. And he's like – he's furious. And then on five, he hits a bunker shot and he puts it to like 10 feet. And I think I said like nice shot. Like, hey, nice shot. <laughs> and he just looks over and goes, fuck that. Why? Because I got it out of the fucking bunker. And there's like – these Champions Tour events, there's like nobody out there, you know. And so, and he's got, you know, he gets that temper. So I was like, "Fuck, I shouldn't have said that." You know? and, and granted, like he knows me, like so, like you know, I can handle that. But it makes I was it like, worse, "That he knows you."
1: Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, like so I was
2: just, you got to do was, better than that, man." Should have said that, but I was just trying to get him going. I was like, "Come on, man! Nice shot. We're good. Let's fucking sink a putt." Anyway. Uh, you know, again, poor comment, a weekend full of them for me. Uh, so, so he ends up shooting seven, I think 77 and we're like, the whole back nine, we're just like, God, we should have given him the cake before the round. Like, what are we doing? And so then at the end we, I go and get the cake and we give it to him at the scores trailer and he was, he appreciated, he laughed and stuff. And then I got a good video that we could put up on the, when you guys post the podcast of Him holding a cake and just pointing at it and just saying, I did not go low. And that's it. And that's all he says. And then – but like the the irony of us making him a cake that says go low T3 and then he shoots a 77 is pretty strong. Did he
1: bounce back the next day or did he
2: just – Yeah, so he shot 67 the next day, sunk about a 40-footer on 18, completely out of contention uh, for eagle on 18 – and in front of a pretty decent crowd, everybody loved it. And when it dropped, Phil, similar to what you told me about the senior uh, the senior open, he just gave the little finger, like drop it. Drop <laughs> it, drop it. Caddy got the ball out of the hole. He didn't even o- walk out. into the hole. No, he got the caddy gets the ball out of the hole. <laughs> Dude, that's emasculating for Brack. <laughs> well, I mean, but you gotta think about it. These guys are they got a lot of mileage on them. They don't need to be bending down, throwing their back out, getting the ball out. Uh, um so is he what, is he
1: excited to go to uh so he plays pretty much every event right champion store
2: yes the, from what i have gathered and from what he said it seems like he pretty much plays every event is he is he, gonna he a, is like, gonna japan t3 event? is a tour pros tour pro like he's a touring professional like he just he's been traveling he's played he's been a 37 year tour veteran i mean his his longevity is unbelievable like, or, T4 or, or. has always said to me that Pebble's a special place for the Armors. Like, it's it's like back when he was on the PGA Tour, like, that's where Tommy, mm-hmm. like, T4 would go and see his dad. You know what I mean? Like, it was a, when the U.S. Open was there when Tiger won. Uh, T3 had, like, a real strong showing that week. So, they got, like, real good family memories out there. Okay. Um, You've been down there, been down there. when he's played there, right? Uh yes, but he was playing Poppy Hills, or as he says, Sloppy Hills. Um, but we can, maybe we should maybe we should not say that on the podcast.
1: That's great. I think that's great.
2: Out the Poppy Hills. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think he's gonna continue to like going to Pebble since T four, and I turned him on to the Refuge. <laughs> what? What's the refuge? So, so T four and I went and took, we did a golf trip down to Monterey uh, like a month ago. So, anyway, after the round, we were like, "All right, we got some time to kill." Uh, what's what's uh, a buddy of ours had told us about this like the spa place called the Refuge, and I didn't know this about T four at the time, but he's like, "Dude, I love I love spas." My dad <laughs> loves. Like, Dude, I love spas. Like, I'm the biggest massage guy ever. Like, I just love it, you know, like pamper, like treat yourself. I love it. So we were like, dude, let's go to the spa. So we go to the refuge. It's like probably 15 minutes south of Monterey and like Carmel Valley. And it's out in the hills and you drive in and it's basically like a hot and cold tub oasis. And you walk in and they have, they give you a water bottle. It's like 50 bucks and you can stay as long as you want. And it's like this fenced in enclosure, like sanctuary. You walk in, you change in the locker room, and you go out. And then, like on the water bottle, there's the instructions for what they call the cycle. And the cycle is basically like you start in either the steam room or the sauna. And they have like these big steam rooms and saunas. You sit in there for like five, ten minutes. You get all juiced up. And then you, you get out and you get into the cold tub. And you like stay in there basically as long as you can. And then you go sit in the zero gravity chairs or you sit by the fire pit, <laughs> And then you go sit in like a warm tub. And then you jump from the warm tub into the hot tub or you can just go straight to the hot tub and just like hang out. And then you basically rinse and repeat. You jump back in either the sauna or the steam room and you're supposed to do it like five times. So, of course, T4 and I did it like seven times. I mean we were just vibing. And it's it, oh, the other thing is it's dead silence. So you can't – not dead silence but there's like a no talking policy. So like <laughs> you're just there. There's a lot of pe- – not a lot of people but there's a good amount of people. Good amount of women, it's co ed, it's it's great scenery. It's what like what happens if you awesome. talk. Well, you just it's like kind of one of those things where like, hey man, you know, just don't don't ruin this for everybody. You know, you kinda of get like they they will come over and say, like, hey, you're you're disturbing peace. Like, stop. Like that's just part of it. Um so anyway, we we were just like all about it. And so we left all, you know, jazzed up and then we called T three and we're like, hey man, we knew he was coming into town for the tailor made. Tournament a couple weeks later, we told him like you gotta go to the, the refuge. And he's the biggest spa guy, as you can see you from need the to be a refugee. Weekend. So he's a refugee. So he went to the, the refuge <laughs> Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday <laughs> night. And after Tuesday, I texted T4. I said, I said, What's your dad think of the refuge? And he sent me a text. He was like, he's like, this place is great, going back tomorrow. I'm seeing. What do you say? I um, I know my lines now. Or no, no, I know my yardages at this place. I'll be back tomorrow. That's what he said. I know my yardages. I'll be back tomorrow. So and we were like, so did you do the cycle? He's like, hell no, I don't do cold. He hates cold. So he was like, he stuck with basically just the sauna and hot tub and just hung up. in the zero gravity chairs. And I'm sure he was in the zero gravity. chairs. Do they have any cryotherapy there? No, they don't. But uh, they have like – it's like a tennis facility and like I have a workout facility. So it's like a health club slash spa. But if anyone anyone listening goes to Monterey, check out The Refuge. This is not I a pitch.
1: Like this is not a – This is not a paid plug. No,
2: it is. I hope they – like <laughs> I would love to be sponsored by The Refuge. I really We're really not. Like it. So it's not a paid plug. We're board. not. But I, I mean just shout to The Refuge. Big shouts. Big shouts.
1: Think, oh, that's good. Yeah, I think while we're on the topic of of corporate plugs, you want to talk
2: about our our new gear, Neil? No, I already did that. People know. <laughs> Honestly, let's get to the Twitter. Thanks, I'm good. I'm good. I I we had a we had a nice Christmas. Let's see.
1: Can any of you actually hit a trap draw? <laughs> Describe the conditions, yardage, and club that you would use. <laughs> I'll so, say not on
2: purpose. I, I, I can't. That's like I my only good fade, shot. Normally hit a fade, but I can hit a very solid, like, hooded iron punch shot if I need to. And Tron, you can attest to that.
1: Yeah. On our well, like, trip what does together. that mean?
2: What like, that if mean? I need to draw the ball like crazy, I guess that's a trap draw. I don't really know what trap draw is, though. <laughs> I can draw the ball if I have to, and I can draw it big, but I can't do it consistently. And I can't, like, that's not my normal ball flight, is what I'm saying. See, I. Do you trap uh, the ball? Are you a trapper?
1: No, he's not. He's a sweeper. Neil's definitely a sweeper.
2: <laughs> what? Yeah, I definitely am. That's right. I'm a sweeper. I let my hips go too early. See. I used
1: to have a really
0: strong grip, and I used to trap it a little bit more, but I'm a sweeper now. I'm a
2: trap star. Whereas T4 and T3 are both trappers. My ball striking stinks. I'll, I'll just admit that. Phil, you got a, you got a two way miss, which is messing with your head a little bit. <laughs> yeah, Phil, w- I would
1: say though that I mean, if your ball striking stinks, I don't even know what that makes your putting. <laughs> <laughs> you stand, you stand over the ball. It's not, it's not good. I'll tell
0: you that it's ability. not good. I, f- I thought I found something though at the end of the year.
2: Todd, I, I got a question for you. Will you ever put your swing on film and on social media again? Yeah, oh, absolutely, Tron. You got bullied. You should have. written when, a when you got ejected for your outfit? All right. Absolutely <laughs> dominated for your belt and pants length. His,
0: game. That one girl just wrote a bullying piece. You should have. She beat you to that space, Tron.
2: <laughs> I'm just. You know what, guys? <sighs> I mean, I, I I'm going to blame
1: it on the tailors I, at Lululemon.
2: They, I got a nice him my pants. I got a nice chuckle out of that that entire thread of just people. I, just
0: honestly, I, I, I'm going to put my swing up there next year. There's nothing better than like creatively being made fun of on Twitter. I, I love it.
1: I've put it up there <laughs> a couple times, and the the one time, or actually the last time. I'm I'm so close to the ball, and so I, I like I have to trap it, or else it's impossible for me to even make contact with the ball. But it, it's either a trap, and I just clip it, or it's a total drop kick. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think we all
0: need to get our swings out there next year. We, we we need to we're gonna do some video stuff next year.
1: I think. All right. So Neil, I got a question for you. You are the originator of lax pop can't play. Not you specifically, but just your experience playing semi D one athletics.
2: <laughs> wow! So first, let's unpack that. First off, go Lions! I think it's D one double A. I think fully um, D one. Right. I don't even think there's a one yeah.
1: double A anymore, though. Is there?
2: No, it's one double A. It's F- it's. I think it's FCS. I think it's FCS. Yeah, football championship subdivision. So you can eat my ass mm-hmm. on that. But you guys can't even do, qualify.
1: Does
0: the Ivy but champ go to the? Yeah, you playoff? can't qualify no, for the playoff. They,
2: <laughs> we can't because, but that's a, they they choose Second to do that class because, citizens, of, dog. because of academics. Okay?
1: We, cho- we choose we choose to not participate in that.
2: <laughs> no, we we it, it, eat my ass. Number one. Number two, I did not originate LPCP. My defensive coordinator, my third one in four years, my senior year, Chris Woods, who had one of the harshest goatees in the game, almost (laughs) as harsh as Brack, T3's caddy, uh, he was a very passive, aggressive, petty man. And he would roast you, whether it was on paper in game recaps for how you played, Mainly the linebackers because that was his, the position that he coached specifically, or during film, and you know it, it was full like his his analysis was just full of jargon, right so it was you know has a tendency to be the nail, not the hammer, rarely in the right spots, lacks a fundamental understanding of the defense lacks pop at the point of attack, can't play and that used to be like one of his favorites just culminating you fucking suck. <laughs> statements and these are write-ups pops. or like this is what he's saying yeah, he said yeah he would write up for like the linebackers especially in the preseason um he would like do these like paragraphs about like basically he'd grade the film and they'd get like a d you know and then he'd <laughs> just do a write-up basically of like to just elaborate on the d that they got for like all the missed blocks missed gap assignments you know missed pass rush whatever like missed tackle <laughs> Like, all these things added up to, like, a 67 in, in the scrimmage we had. And then he, he would write up, like, even the like the guy that was hurt, like, Ryan Hazlitt, like, had a bad hamstring. He'd be like, Ryan Hazlitt, like, can't grade the film but quickly becoming the forgotten man. If you can't get healthy, you can't play for my team. Health like, is he a skill, man. That. Health he is would, a like, skill. He would, like, put that on paper. And then, like, he'd say, you know, to one kid who's just, you know, grinding his balls off to make the team in, like, you know, be, not be on scout team, like you know, rarely in the right places. Like has a tendency to get ejected <laughs> in the A gap. Like not not nearly physical enough with Brock. Destruct gets trucked uh, by freshman kind
1: of, running backs. So.
2: Yeah, has a tendency to be the nail, not the hammer. You know, overall lacks pop at the point of attack. Can't play. Period. Like that was it. So anyway like the term like we started like outside of the football we started talking to each other like in his like voice that you haven't filmed like oh oh he'd like point you out for like 40 or 50 guys like oh look here schuster oh getting posterized oh fucking can't break on a slant <laughs> route fucking stinks guys stinks and then like rewind it like five times and show you just like you know missing a tackle or like Hitting a guy at the wrong angle and getting truck-sticked. And you're like, damn it, man. Like, you just look so bad. You know it's coming. Like, when stuff like that happens on the field, you're thinking it. You're like, man, that's going to look bad on film. Uh, And then you just – the guy would just basically put a soundtrack to your misery and be like, oh, look at Evan Miller right here getting trucked by a freshman running back. Oh, stinks. That (laughs) he's going to play. Fucking stinks. And he would just, like, say it in, like, a monotone voice and just completely, like, destroy your – yourself cop. Sounds like we
1: need to much. get so anyway. We need to get Chris Woods on the uh <laughs> on the <coming laughs> of swing vision? Well,
2: so all the no, yeah, he no. would be great for that. he would be great for just like analysis, just monotone analysis. A future comes <laughs> inside. Anyway, Stinks. though, the swing is the flat. Statement, though,
1: can't trust it.
2: Flat pop can't play. Like it turns out it has it has pop. That statement has a lot of pop because it can be applied to a lot of things. And I think the golf swing is one of those things. And so Tron has uh you know, taking it upon himself to uh, the hold people accountable when they they lack pop in the golf world and, and they can't play. This so LPC basically stems from a poor football coach uh, out of poor mediocre football program. <laughs> um, really, just reinforcing the fact that you know the 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 effort and the uh, the talent was just not up to par.
1: Evan Miller can't trust him.
0: Can't trust do you him. Think, do you think Chris Woods would be him. proud to know that one of his catchphrases is now alive and well in the world of golf?
2: I think he'd probably laugh his little monotone. Oh, oh, fucking guy stinks. Huh, golf podcast. I knew he would amount to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> golf. <laughs> fucking what, what kind of sport is that? Huh, fucking football coach. I'm not a golf coach. The fuck do I care about golf? <laughs> Who cares? Stinks. That's probably what he'd say. Oh,
0: that's good.
1: That's good.
2: Great stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, hey, I'll, I'll jump in here. I, I think, you know, we're getting up against it. Um, we'll save certainly some Twitter questions for next time. And, if you know, in the meantime, if you have anything, hit us up. Always available. Always open and candid. Um,
1: next topic. Neil,
0: I want to thank you very much for your time on – on this Christmas night, and Todd, you as well. This was a lot of fun, guys.
1: Neil, Neil, I'm just going to tell you you need to get your shit together on the merch side of things. All
0: right. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair. I appreciate um, that. I'm also like to add, I'm
2: messing with you guys. Um, please leave a review <laughs> for the Trap Draw podcast. Five stars. And if you leave a five stars, go ahead and roast the two co-hosts, Tron Carter and Big Randy. <laughs> And next time they host this podcast, they'll go ahead and read your roast out loud.
0: Yeah, it's a great uh, idea. It's got to be creative, though. If it makes us yeah. laugh, we will absolutely read Leave
2: it. Leave a review and uh, – you know, it'll if it's good stuff. You know, we love we love a good roast. We really do. I do but, personally. I well, do. Oh, no, there's nothing better than making fun of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but leave five stars. Come <laughs> on. And then and then shit all over them. That's the good stuff. Come on. Drawn card lacks
1: lax pronunciation can't podcast.
0: We uh, that's pretty good. We we got to get our swings out there in the in the new year. Let people just dissect those.
2: Yeah, that needs to happen in the new year. Okay. All right. I we'll try Merry now. Christmas.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Merry. You too, Neil. Merry Christmas, you morons.
2: I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right, Right. now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite (laughs) trapper, the absolute truth, yeah, no joke,